and welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to talk about video games and our lives. As always, I'm your host, Caden Barrett Elaine. We unfortunately are not joined uh, by Mr. Shakedown himself, Wes Bates, this week, but uh, we shall carry on uh, in his name. But of course, I am joined uh, by none other than the godfather of the debate himself, Jonah Gomez. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I didn't bring the the wizard robe. Um, and yeah, Mr. Crow is still the uh, what? What do you call him? The nameless king. Yeah, for now, until we come up with a good name. The nameless king, king. is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Cool, good cool, bus cool. spot. And of course, uh, we are joined by uh, the Sassiasi, our man in Australia, Stephen Beaumont. How you doing, buddy? Good. It's good to be back. I've been uh, missing you, lads. So yeah. 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 Let's get amongst it. Yeah, and uh, of course, this week we have the distinct honor and pleasure of being joined by our special guest, Mateo, from the One Up Podcast. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. Your song is a bop. That uh, that little intro <laughs> song, love Shout it. out to Mr. Driven. Thank you. Hiring. Yeah. You need any projects? Yeah. All right, well, we'll just jump right into the icebreaker. Uh, I hope you all stop by the Middle Ages and talk to your old friend Frog to pick up the Masamune, because it's time for the icebreaker. All right, our question this week comes in from friend of the show and previous guest, Tongue Surgery, a.k.a. Kevin. Check him out. Um, the question is, we, the four of us, are all trapped on the USG Ishimura. We don't remember oh. how we got there. But naked, we have nothing. No gear. <laughs> the four of us are running around with our hands covering our crotches like riding for Metal Gear Solid 2. When we come upon a single plasma cutter and several uh, magazines worth of plasma charges, only one of us can wield the plasma cutter. Who do we trust with this weapon to lead us and keep us alive? I think marksmanship training might come into play here. Any any kind of training with uh, like yeah, so, industrial so, machinery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going to... I definitely... I definitely... I, like, although I have um, a history with like guns and stuff in my past, but like I know that Jonah has them and I know that well Mateo's from Texas, so I'm guessing you probably have some. I, I've been to the range a time or two for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so, down between Jonah and Mateo. So would each of you so, like to make a case for yourself? So what, I, I think... what 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 are you what are your spreads like? Which yeah. one so, which one so, of us is the best killer, I guess? <laughs> so I've gotta yeah. say like in keeping true with like the one up podcast uh tony likes to introduce me as the texan one without a gun because i oh, am okay. not actually a gun owner even though I live in Texas. <laughs> well I, I'm, I guess... I'm gonna have to defer to our down under buddy i okay, i am okay. a gun owner and i have yeah, i guess yeah. i've shot most recently yeah. so so, you play like, so i guess i guess what we got to do is you've got to cut off some necromorph hands so then we've got like little swords we got we melee use. piercers yeah <laughs> And yeah, Steven's yeah. the backup. And, you know, like if Jonah yeah. gets killed, then Steven gets the plasma cutter. Steven gets killed, Mateo gets the plasma cutter. And if yeah. Mateo gets killed, I, I just we're all going to eventually and cry. <laughs> for, for the first several hours, a good for the first several hours, the first several hours of this is just us running around naked, though, behind whoever has the plasma cutter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, uh, Dead Space is in the air. Callisto Protocol just came out. Dead Space. One remakes coming up. What is that? January? Uh, I, I can't quite remember. So. Something like that. Yeah, I think that it is. Right. Yeah, right in that wave of survival horror. So thanks again, uh, Kevin, for that one. 
Um, so that will get right into our little interview we like to do, Matea, just so our listeners um, can get to know you a little bit better before we carry on with the show. Um, if you'd want to start out just with kind of like a, sort of an elevator pitch for the One Up podcast and maybe give us a little bit of uh, history on, you know, how you guys form the podcast and what kind of stuff do you want to? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, the One Up podcast has been, it's been this idea for a very long time. I've known these guys for like, you know, 15 plus years of this. Wow. So we, wow. you know, we spent a lot of time gaming together. We kind of, we've had our falling outs and kind of, you know, came back in and out of each sure. other's lives. I think Pucho just talked to one recently on one of our episodes about uh, how he didn't have a PlayStation for a while. So he just kind of vanished from everyone's radar because that's uh, the main way that all these yeah. guys game together. So we had talked about having a podcast for years and years and years. And then, you know, COVID happened and mm -hmm. we had just, we had some time to actually put into this project. So uh, that's, that's kind of where it came from. The idea behind it is uh, we're kind of a debate podcast. We're definitely a shout, we're, but like a little bit more like a, a shouting and yelling at each other kind of podcast, <laughs> but with love mostly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but mostly. <laughs> <laughs> the idea, the idea behind it has been kind of having like the tough talks and talking about things to kind of better yourselves and better your understanding of the world, and talking about difficult things. Uh, I mean, we we we're still kind of trying to find our stride a little bit sometimes because I mean this last episode we did a twenty questions game about video games we talked about the drug the death penalty for drug dealers and then we talked about respecting your parents and we tend to do yeah. these kind of grab bags of conversations and uh, it's been interesting it's been very interesting mm -hmm. it's uh it's uh there's a lot of love there but there you know we talk about hard things so there's a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth a lot of uh, relationship management outside of the podcast and it kind of bleeds into the podcast and i think it makes it a little bit better because we're being you know as real as we can yeah. you know and having these tough conversations learning more about each other and kind of picking apart each other's worldviews and if uh if you've ever watched our show and you've seen the way that my buddy bucho interacts he is very into figuring out how people's minds works it's not <laughs> enough that this is this is the way this thing works he wants to know why it works that way how did you get to that way where where did where did it come from sure yeah so so that's the spirit of the show you know it's me it's uh Pucho. he's the other guy in the bottom with me our two top guys are, are uh, doey and tony and the four of us get together and we argue about things and we yell at each other and we you know love each other like brothers so we can argue a little bit harder yeah than i think that yeah, yeah, some yeah. people are used to seeing on yeah. a podcast yeah yeah i think uh for what i've listened to you guys that's in my mind what sets you apart from other uh podcasts i've listened to is just like how really you guys get is just like nothing is off limits and uh you know yeah. you you have that level of professionalism that uh you know kind of uh stifles some some podcasts but you know you guys are all uh, really big personalities and you know getting into those real issues is really interesting and i do think it's a cool angle because um you know not that it's specific to video games like everybody needs like everybody from all walks of life and all, all parts of life need to be able to figure out how to mature and deal with problems. But, you know, I just think of like uh, young kids these days, like in multiplayer games, like you get on chat and like, you know, Overwatch, or Call of Duty or something. And you got these like kids, like 10 to 16 year olds. And they're just like, they seem like they have not had good role models. You know, they, yeah. they have anger it's management even, problems. It's not even and... kids on those games. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. That too. Like... Everybody can learn something from, from all ages. So, yeah, it's cool that you guys uh, can kind of present 
you know, just be real. Like, Hey, everybody has these problems. Like, here's how you talk about it and work it out. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Definitely. And it's... we, we, and we try to approach it from different lenses, you know, uh, Tony's, Tony's a father, which is a mm-hmm. father. Um, I am a overqualified uncle. I've got a dozen <laughs> and nephews. I have so many young ones in my life, anywhere between like one and 18. So like mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. And Joey, he's, he's had an interesting life. He's, he's had a lot of experiences. We just try to bring all of that together and try to make something positive out of it. Even yeah. negative things that happen in your life, you can kind of take those and turn them into a positive a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Steven, did you have a comment? No, yeah, it's just uh, one, one of the things I, uh, <laughs> I sort of like think of in my brain, like because obviously Tony is the host, so it's t- mm-hmm. hard to tell if he's always playing devil's advocate when he's asking the questions as well. But it's like my, my, my thought of the show is always like Tony goes, is this toxic? And then everyone else goes, <laughs> yes, Tony, it is. <laughs> that's uh there's been a little bit of a trend of that and tony is definitely putting on on a uh a little bit of a show for the for the you know the viewers uh mm-hmm. just just this last recording we were talking about um this is a spoiler for our show whatever it doesn't matter we were talking about whether something selling a lot of copies means that it's good like does selling a lot of copies of something equal quality of, of the mm-hmm. of whatever product so we were talking about it with music in particular but it started extrapolating into other things because of these answers tony was giving us so it came down to, uh, I looked up, you know, the top grossing movie of all time is Avatar. Does that mean Avatar is the greatest movie of all time? Is Avatar a better movie than The Godfather? Is it better than, you know, what a lot of people consider to be the best movie of all time? And, of course, Tony, because he's playing devil's advocate a little bit, is like, yeah, obviously Avatar is better than Godfather. I'd watch that any day over Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm curious. Uh, this is kind of something I always like to ask uh, fellow podcasters that come on the show. Um, has there been uh, kind of like a moment that sticks out to you from uh, a specific show you've recorded or have you had the opportunity to have a guest on um, that you may not have otherwise had the opportunity to meet or just use the podcast as a reason to maybe travel for some event or anything that sticks out to you? Um. Our, I think that our most fun episode that we've recorded is the one we were just talking about, you know, before we started rolling, is that our in-person episode was a huge, huge learning experience. Yeah. Uh, a gigantic learning experience. I flew in from from Texas. I'm, I'm down here in Austin, Texas. Doe's up in New York, so he flew into Florida. And it was interesting. I've never done any kind of like, uh, you know, like actual production type stuff besides the, the, you know, the remote podcasting that we do. So setting up in person was just a different beast that we weren't ready for and yeah. I, th- I think that we made a fun episode out of it we basically did this would you rather game and we you know we had some beers and we had everything set up and i think that it's probably the most fun that we've had working on an episode which is probably unfair like because that's you know obviously the one where we actually we're all hanging out together we spent four or of five course. days together so yeah, yeah. obviously it's the best one <laughs> yeah that would be so cool if uh you know one day uh, all the ggd Bros can yeah, get together and do yeah. a live show. That's the dream. We'll just meet somewhere in the middle of the country. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to shout out just all of your um, probably my my favorite times are whenever you do uh, music breakdowns and what like mm. probably one of your coolest episodes. I think you split. Oh no, it was over one week, but um, was uh the most impactful albums. That was, that was a really one. that was really good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That- so, 
that one was a fun one. We brought uh, our our buddy Retro Fox on. He's done a couple of songs on our on our uh, our podcast before, uh, and we just shared albums that were in, important to us. I thought it was it was it was a really fun episode. It was cool. It was fun getting like the peek behind people's minds and how they process music yeah. and what they like about music and it. Yeah, yeah, that's and so some cool because surprising yeah, you, things too. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. It's like you can make your assumptions about people, but you really can never tell. Like. Uh, that's just that's definitely an interesting thing like what is someone's favorite album it's a kind of a cool way to gain insight on someone um but uh yeah so the one out podcast uh you know you guys are kind of a variety show and you've got the common ground uh of video games and you know you get real so uh what is the uh best way uh for people to find the one out podcast we are everywhere we are we, we we're on spotify we're on youtube um, I recommend watching on YouTube personally, because if you haven't seen Doey on some of these recordings, he's a real <laughs> life cartoon character. The man dances. He awesome. does little skits. He is he's all over the place. He is. He's our he's our cartoon character on the show. Um, he used he used his uh, bed as a prop one time. He did indeed. I know <laughs> the exact moment you're talking about. <laughs> uh Bucho makes the best faces when Tony is saying something that he just finds ridiculous. There's just a lot, I think, to our visual format rather than our audio format. Awesome. But we're we're all over the place. We're on Twitter. Look us up. We're on YouTube. Looks up. We're we're we try to be everywhere we can. Sweet. All right. Yeah. And uh, now that we all know each other a little bit better, it's time for the debate. All right, welcome back to the debate. This week, we've got Mateo representing 1997 versus Steven representing 2017 in this 20-year battle of which year is better for games, with our assist trophy being our lovely host, Caden Barthay Lane. Each contestant will have two minutes for each segment. And Mateo, with you being our guest, would you like to open or close the debate? See, that's a tough one, but I uh, think I'm going to open. I think that uh, Steven Steven is a little too fresh. This is his first episode back. He's got a lot of energy. (laughs) I think that I need to stall him out a little bit. Okay, okay. All right. I've got two minutes on the clock for you, sir. Three, two, oh, I... I didn't have my timer set up. Three, two, one, debate. Final Fantasy VII. I see my. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me let me take y'all back to the raddest of like all the time frame. The, the '90s, especially like 1997. It's the raddest time frame. Saturday morning morning cartoons are still a thing. The the uh, the gaming wars have just changed. It used to be Sega versus Nintendo, but here comes this new upstart, PlayStation. They came out in 1994. The Nintendo 64 has just launched in 1996. And it's kind of this intersection of new versus old. There's a lot of retro mixed in here. If we're just talking straight games, I've got a list. I've got a crazy, crazy pants list. It is, but here's some of the here's some of the hits from it. Got Gran Turismo, the first Gran Turismo, Goldeneye, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Tactics, Diablo, Dungeon Keeper, Star Fox 64, Mario Kart 64, Parappa the Rapper. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing, Harvest Moon, the first Harvest Moon, Turok, Armored Core, the first Grand Theft Auto, which was not great, 
but <laughs> you have to have respect for like these early roots to these series especially these series that have been around for 25 years at this point i mean we're looking at a grand theft auto 6 now uh armored core r.i.p i don't think we've seen a new armored core game in a while but it's uh, it was this really interesting time. There were lots of games that were making this jump. Tekken Three had just released their first uh, the first foray into three D get into three D fighting games. Thirty seconds, and it's just the start of this new era of gaming. And a lot of it is there is, is some nostalgia, right? This is my time period where I really cut my teeth on gaming. But it's it was just such a special time. There were just so many games that came out, kind of pushing this new medium. And kind of, this is the start of these talks of our video games art. Is it, is it just uh, sugary, pulpy entertainment, or is there something deeper to it? All right. I see. I see the countdown. Okay. I've, I've, I've got. Okay. I'll, I'll take a break there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Leaving five seconds on the table. Stephen, how are you feeling after that opener? Good. It's it's great to know that we have a, we've got a similar style on this one because it's just like. These are some banger years, and we've got to get some lists out of the way really okay. quickly. So for sure, <laughs> all right, <laughs> two minutes, everyone. two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. All right, we all know that gaming changed in 2017, and one game did that more than any other, and that was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. After that, I'm going to get into this massive list. Let's bang them through. Nier Automata, come on, let's get amongst it. One of the greatest stories in video games, and I would say greatest ending of any video game I've ever played. Horizon Zero Dawn, Resident Evil 7, the reinvigoration of the series. Super Mario Odyssey, some of the tightest platforming controls in any 3D uh, platformer ever. Neo, Night in the Woods, PUBG, and you know what came after PUBG? little game called Fork Knife. Anyone? Anyone want to floss on screen for me? Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch? My God, what an emotional journey. What a special game. Hellblade. Cuphead. Destiny 2. Div Original Sin 2. I know Caden got a little bit like sexual after yep. that one. Yep. Um, little Nightmares. Samus Returns. Uh, Prey. Oh my God, what an incredible year. Splatoon 2. Xenoblade 2. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. One of the, 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 the greatest Metroidvania ever created. Ooh. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, obviously can't really count that. Uncharted Lost Legacy, I'd say tied with with Uncharted 4 for the best Uncharted game. It has the best banter of the entire series. 30 seconds. Gran, Tur Gran Turismo Sport. Sonic Mania, the last good Sonic game in, what, 20 years? Sonic Mania, um, Assassin's Creed Origins, again, a new reinvigoration, a new idea for the series. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, the new, new Colossus, some of the greatest storytelling in a first-person shooter. Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, the game that we laughed at, and then it came out and was an absolute banger. Time. You guys nailing these intros. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, there was something that I was gonna hammer back at you, Steven, but I totally forgot what it was. So, uh, Mateo, Fortnite, you were gonna it's do a plus one. No, it wasn't, was I wasn't gonna do a. It wasn't gonna do a Fortnite thing. You said one of the best, whatever. It's it's okay. Ah, um, uh, New Colossus. 
No, New Colossus, New Colossus I agree, is is really good. Um, this is highly unorthodox to be for me. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to move on, but uh, <laughs> Stephen, as always, be reeling. Let's, let's keep. Let's, let's prompt these votes, boys. Let's get these votes going. <laughs> All right, Mateo, you got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. I would first off like to rebut that Hollow Knight is one of the best Metroidvanias of all time, or the best Metroidvania of all time. Especially when Castlevania Symphony of the Night was just listed in my little intro there. Which might actually be the greatest Metroidvania of all time. Also, uh, I was not impressed with Mario Rabbids. So I, I, I've just got to toss that one out there. Also, you. Mostly because, <laughs> mostly because Doey won't shut the hell up about how great that game is, and I'm just tired of hearing about it. Just don't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, let's go ahead and get get that assist trophy going. Let me know, Jenna. Okay. I was not ready for that. I was not prepared. <laughs> okay, I'll just add an extra 30 trophy. seconds. Go ahead. All right, let's talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2. Probably one of the most disappointing games in 2017 and disappointing Star Wars games ever made. Trying to carry on the lineage of two of the most legendary games of the PS2 and Xbox era, Battlefront 1 and 2. Uh, loot box nightmare pay to win you get you could pay for loot boxes that make you stronger in game uh yay stock market value dropped by three billion us dollars uh, after this game came out train wreck time <laughs> all right go back into it had you had a minute and a half minute 20 when you called that so go do i get a count yeah okay. go cool uh I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell Steven that there's not some amazing games in there. Uh, Breath of the Wild is maybe top five, top ten greatest games of all time. Can't, can't, I can't, I can't on that one. I can't argue about that one. But there's lots of roots in these games that we love from 2017 that started kind of getting their foothold in 1997. Would Divinity: Original Sin 2 exist without Fallout? Would it exist without Diablo giving us that isometric? top-down kind of strategy game, the point-and-click stuff. Would uh, Is Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy Tactics, are they kind of the start of this open-world push? Uh, there's lots of elements there. There's a lot of... Um, once you're dumped out of Midgard, you're just given free reign to kind of travel. There's still a linear story, so it's not 30 seconds. world. But there's a lot of these routes that you can find in there. GoldenEye 007 really moved, it, moved us into this new multiplayer shooter kind of world. Uh, there was no experience quite like playing GoldenEye 007 at your friends at 2 o'clock in the morning with way too much surge in your, running through you. It was just this, this different environment that I don't know that we've recaptured in the, in the years of gaming since then. I mean, uh, I have loved gaming with my buddies online, but it's time. just a different world. It was a different time. I'm seeing kind of how this uh, debate is really boiling down to... Um, are the games that invented it to find the genres still the best, or are the games that have evolved on it, refined and honed and evolved those genres the best now? But yeah. we'll see. All right, Steven, you got two minutes on the clock. Uh, are you going to be using Caden uh, uh, this? Uh, yeah, I might use him at the end. That sounds good. Okay. You adjust the timer. Three, two, one, debate. Now, definitely, definitely there, there is a case that 1997 
brought about some amazing changes. But what irks me so much is how overly sexualized all of the fanfic of Final Fantasy VII is. And when your hand looks like this, like, there's not... Like, just don't go in. God. Like, there's there's no amount of lubrication that can help you there. So <laughs> I, I can't... I can't get around this whole like FIFA cloud stuff. It's it's wrong. Like, just uncomfortable in all of those ways. Um, obviously, let's go for petty. Let's go really like below the belt. If you play four player Goldeneye, it's running at a solid four frames per second. <laughs> like, <laughs> especially when you're using uh, remote mines, which of course you want to use remote mines. And if you start setting them off, it just dumps all of the all of the frames it's amazing but so so bad um and that's the that's the probably the biggest thing is that like at the end of the day our rose tinted goggles um have betrayed us in a lot of ways especially early playstation because it didn't have the dual shock yet um so those 3d games with a 2d like 30 button seconds. mapping is so strange and the the greatest thing about hollow knight in comparison to uh symphony of the night is you can actually know where you are because you have a map that makes sense whereas all you have is red and blue like squares and you have no idea where you're going there's no like linear path to follow unlike a super metroid which has a linear path to follow it's just confusing and i don't agree hollow knight is so much better than metroid dread time <laughs> are you using Caden? Yes, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Caden. Alright, let's talk about Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. <laughs> uh, probably literally the worst Mortal Kombat game ever made. Other IPs are making the next generation jump to 3D, and all we get for Mortal Kombat is three-dimensional side-scrolling environments with still low-resolution, crappily animated 2D sprites of uh, Sub-Zero going through here. Uh, Games Radar says... Uh, game ended up a terrible mess of ugly sprites, cheap deaths, and a button you had to hit just to change the direction you were facing. And uh, it's dated. Uh, stiff graphics, <laughs> armor controls. <laughs> I, 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 I own that. <laughs> All right. That was something, I suppose. <laughs> it's just turning into the Hollow Knight versus Sophia <laughs> the Night debate. Oh, yeah. All right. That's a good debate. That is a good debate, and maybe that'll be one for the future. Um, Mateo, closing thoughts. You've got two minutes on the clock. Are you ready? Ooh, no, but I'll do it. <laughs> Three, two, one, debate. There is definitely some nostalgia, but you, you can't get to the bright, promised land future of gaming without appreciation for the, the steps to get you there. Um, you have to know where you're coming from to know where you're going. And there is a lot of legacy in 1997 in particular. There, just the amount of franchises that launched in that year because of this weird intersection of the old way of gaming, you know, the Sega, the Sega Nintendo console wars and... There, there, the the franchises that launched there. I mean, you've got Gran Turismo getting its start. Uh, you've got Diablo. The very first Diablo came out. Uh, Dungeon Keeper led this way for this weird subgenre of gaming that is like this 
management base building nonsense that we still see with like the two point games now is two points two stories whatever whatever they're called it's uh it's just it was such an interesting time in gaming and i don't know that we got that same diversity out of 2017. i do think that there are a lot of really solid games in in 2017. It, you'd be crazy to argue otherwise that list that steven gave phenomenal list amazing list but i i question whether there is enough like of a uh, diversity in the games that came out that year because 1997 was crazy we got that game called blast corpse i don't know if y'all remember that 30 one. seconds it was a game where you just your vehicle was exploding you just had to go and crash into a bunch of nonsense to clear a path uh we got you know the first age of empires we got odd world aids abe's odyssey what a weird game name another year in gaming that that game could possibly have come out it was just such an odd, crazy time, and we were trying to find our footing, and we were trying to push towards the future, and we were just doing whatever we could to push towards that. It was, you know, just the start time. of the 3D gaming world. The start of the 3D gaming world. All right. Steven, you've got two minutes on the clock. Let's close this thing out. Three, uh, two, one debate uh the start of the 3d gaming world came with a lot of uh lies <laughs> um especially like i am I, I love resident evil but i do not love uh pre-rendered backgrounds that is the most confusing thing to try a, a, and actually navigate like it works a little bit better in, in, in um in Resident Evil because they're real world things whereas in Final Fantasy 7 you have to press select and where are those red dots to exit the, the screen because that just doesn't work. Same with Mario Kart 64 the the writers aren't even 3D they're, they're just 2D sprites that like slowly turn like what is this? You're faking it out um, so anyway I'm just uh, I, I was quickly trying to, to, to look up um the lyrics to the greatest ending credit song ever, Near Automata. And, 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 and it goes a little bit like this. Tell me, God, are you punishing me? Is this the price I'm paying for my past mistakes? This is my redemption song. I need you more than ever right now. Can you hear me now? Because we're going to shout it loud. Even if our words seem meaningless, it's like I'm carrying the weight of the world. I wish that some way, somehow, that I could save every one of us. But the truth is that I'm only one girl. Maybe if I keep believing, my dreams will come to life. And it doesn't matter how far away from the game I am, it brings me to tears. That is the greatest, greatest song. Time. I didn't know yeah, I could man. just sing for the last 20 seconds of my heart. <laughs> 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 I watched us in the podcast before. <laughs> Sephiroth! Sephiroth! We had uh, MGS1 versus MGS3 a few weeks ago, and Wes was the assist trophy, and he just sang Snake Eater for 30 seconds. <laughs> true. I remember this. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that was the debate, 
and we'll oh, go man. in we'll go into the judging with our assist trophy Caden what are your thoughts my friend uh, man I hate to like cast aside the legacy of what came before but it's like I don't want to play Symphony of the Night. I want to play Hollow Knight. I don't want to play Final Fantasy VII. I want to play Final Fantasy XVI. I don't want to play Parappa the Rapper or whatever the derivative Step future the version of that is, you know? Step on the break. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to play Fallout 1. I, w I want to play Fallout 4. And uh, I guess I guess I'm just a... A fake gamer uh, who doesn't like retro games anymore. So I'm going to give my point to Steven. Ruthless. Yeah. But, you know, that to say that this is an extremely hard decision and that you both uh, did a, a very good job of bringing great points about what made the games of each of those years um, great, you know? And I do think they're both great years in gaming. Um, I just have 3060 Ti in my computer, and I want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great job to both of you. What do you think, Joe? Honestly, this is the debate of legacy versus just modern gaming, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are like, no, legacy games are honestly and truly the best that gaming will ever be. Well... I'm sorry, Mateo, but I don't think legacy games Man. are the best. Oh, <laughs> and if Wes was here, things would be different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and would if Wes was massively. here, he'd be like 1997 for sure, and then yeah. he'd be like, "Ah, my back." I love this Wes impression. Oh my god, <laughs> old man <laughs> Wes. Spot ah! on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now you know there are there are some points that I think um, could have been made in favor of 1997. You know, let's say you're on a desert island and you just got hard copies, you probably yeah. don't want a hard copy library of 2017 games because they're not going to have day one patches or they're going to have nothing on the disc but like a 100 yeah. megabyte like yeah. key to download it for the... It's not going to work, you know? If you had like brought me back to the physicality that there was with 1997, mm. being able to... With oh. your N64 cartridge and slam that Blown bad boy in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, the N64 was the last, like, you know, complete in box. It was the yeah. last box that we had, but mm -hmm. actual cardboard boxes that held the games. Like, you know, and it, even like the jewel case was still like, it still had this thickness to it and it yeah. had really chunk, good, chunky yeah. manuals. Although, like, I hated just. I, I, I despise, I, I love CDs, but I despise them because, you know, the, the middle of the jewel case always breaks and deteriorates. Yeah. And, those, those old Sega CD yeah. jewel cases were the, were the worst, dude. Yeah. I don't think I owned a single one that didn't have the little, like, hinge broken on it. Oh. Well, I think it's, uh, it's, it's clear that this, this debate is tearing us apart. And, you know, who, who wins this debate probably just depends on how we're feeling yeah. on a given day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But as always, our votes don't really matter, and the community will decide. So we'll have to update. Uh, and speaking yeah. could, of the I community, I could just as easily, yeah, sorry, I could just as easily fight for '97. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at 2017. I was like, man, I was like, yeah. I could argue for 2017, no <laughs> problem, honestly. Yeah. 
derailing the excellent transition that Caden gave me. <laughs> the excellent transition. Thank you, Stephen. That's why we have you on the show. Nice. Speaking of the community voting, we'll go on to last week's debate where I floundered so hard. But you know what? The community, they, they had faith in me. They really did. But not enough. Because David oh. Burdett winning by one point. Holy one point. crap. Snipers Man. versus shotguns. David taking the win with eight to seven. Congratulations, David. I get a um, vote I... while I'm on the show so that way we can make it a tie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. I, is I, I, we've never had a tie. I, I mean,. On the Discord, it says 8v8, but I know your point went to... Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So I would have had to get I, 9 um... to, to tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I went... Um, yeah, I, I went for Boomstick because I do love... I do, uh, like, I, I like it more than I use it, but a good shotgun is just so good. But, like, in most shooter video games, I'm a, I'm a pussy, so yeah, give me a sniper. But like, just that <laughs> that feeling of just blowing anything away with a, a shotgun up close and personal. Yeah, it's nothing like it. That yes, that sir. that zombie army counter that he brought <laughs> still just made me. It want didn't. To... It didn't matter that it's like a, a very mid game that gets like very mid reviews. There's there's four of the, <laughs> the series, zombie game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Four with mid that, games equals one great game. Apparently, I, yeah. you know what? Yeah. That is that is true. Uh, <laughs> with with that, we'll see you guys in the pitch. All right, it is now time for the pitch. We're in a handful of us panelists. We'll have two minutes to pitch a, a mystery game to try to convince the other panelists to buy it or not. Uh, this week, I believe we have myself, Steven, and Mateo pitching. Uh, to show up how it's done, Steven, would you like to step up to the pitcher's mound first? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I have not prepared any thoughts. So yeah, let's go. All right, I'll give you a <laughs> countdown here, and you'll have two minutes on the clock. Oh, I already Three. have the timer set up, but I guess Caden's got to take one Oh, here. sorry, bro. <laughs> you could count me down when it's my turn. Uh, we'll Three, see. Two, one, pitch. All right. I think... For me, one of the, the the greatest feelings I love to get from games is just the euphoria of solving a puzzle. And the game I'm bringing just makes you feel smart in the same way I feel like a Zelda puzzle does. It's, they're never too insanely complicated, but they do get uh, more so by the, by the later half of the game. This is a. It's it's very hard to ex I guess explain the game, uh, in 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 a um, a genre style, but it is a whodunit, um, and you're pretty much looking for clues in a in in a room or multiple rooms. You can definitely see everyone that's there. You you, you can see where they've been. You can talk to them. They they'll have. Um, uh, bits of dialogue and they'll have um, items on their person and items in their rooms and different things and the idea is to work out what has happened in this scene and not only do you get to solve individual bottle episode um, mysteries which is just really cool and fulfilling 
the entire story is one consecutive um it is one consecutive mystery and, and it's just so cool how it develops from such simple beginnings to this entire conspiracy network but as you're learning everyone you just you keep remembering all these things and they just they help you in the next puzzle and the next puzzle and it's just lots of fun i co-op this with my wife and we just felt like sleuths the entire time and nothing was too obtuse and it was all logical stuff and so it was just a great puzzle game um good pitch man yeah um i'll just kind of jump in here uh i just have to be honest with myself i've tried over the years you know playing these like uh book video game that's actually a book or a game where you just are walking around and talking to people or like adventure style clicking on things you know like tried broken age uh, return to monkey island um what's the one uh where you play like the insane uh drunk uh police investigator oh um, uh disco elysium, oh, disco elysium. yeah and I, I guess i guess i have just evolved in a specific way as a human through my experiences in life that i just don't really like these games so i'm gonna pass this I evolution by yeah. the way this evolution that caden has gone through is he is a um a top tier gamer yeah that's what it is <laughs> it's a, a diet of only mountain dew code red and um doritos so that's what happens i understand what do you think johnny I I I believe I know I can't think of the name of this game, but I know what uh, game it is. And uh, the creator's previous game was one of our game club games, and I never got around to playing it because I wasn't <laughs> super hot on the game. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Stephen, but I'm gonna have to pass. Damn, you're the only hope in table. Is this a um, is this actually a game? I know that Steven's been tricky before, and he's pitched like books. So, this so is, is this yeah. actually a game? This is definitely a game. It is definitely a game. Your wife, like an escape room or something. You're trying to pitch us on an escape room. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Uh, no, I, I actually I was not on board until Caden made the Disco Elysium reference, and <laughs> I realized that I do kind of like these goofy, like off the wall, like puzzly games. I'm in. I'm totally in. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so the game is uh, Curse of the Golden Idol. It's surprisingly... Well, I wouldn't say surprisingly. It's concise. It's it's not too long. I think there's 10 chapters, maybe. So, like, literally 10 levels in the game. Um, there There's a bonus one and some, some extra, like, uh, epilogues and stuff because it's just really cool how the story develops. But, like, the one pushback I would say to, to you, Caden, is that... Mm -hmm. It's not front-loaded with dialogue. Nice. The coolest idea about this game is that you're looking at a... It's almost like a GIF, and it, and I think it was... I don't know if Jonah was uh, sort of uh, referring to Oberdin. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, yeah, so Oberdin. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's the same person. Yeah. Phenomenal game. Hell yeah. Um, right. Absolutely phenomenal game, but Oberdin is like a, an app, actual freeze frame interesting thing about this one is it's kind of like it's almost like a gif like so you can mm -hmm. see they there's just a tiny little bit of movement but everyone has a little you just touch on you can touch on a person they'll have whatever their last line of dialogue was at the time or you know what they're saying and and you just act as like an investigator 
much like Oberdin, but it's just it's only a small amount of dialogue and yes the, 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 eventually you'll get to like looking into books but it, it's only ever like I oh, hear there's you know a sentence here a sentence there um you know a love letter but it's not front loaded with dialogue the first like you know first three or four you'll smash through in like maybe like half an hour like nice. uh you know an hour I think maybe the whole runtime you might be looking at like five hours it's a, it's yeah, very yeah. Yeah, it's very tight. Um, and yeah, I was I was actually shocked because I was like I was expecting it to get really, really ridiculously hard, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. There was there was like one or two bits where I was just like, my inference was correct, but but wrong because of a particular like um, thing. But that was the only time we ever had trouble. And sometimes it's just like, okay, you just got to rethink and relook at the rooms, and it just it just has that magic of when you actually solve the puzzle. Um, I think it's by, like, the Overdin people does honestly make me more interested in it because, you know, you do get those games that are kind of the exception to the rule. And, like, Mm. like I used to kind of hate roguelikes and rogue lights. And then, you know, I played 80s and now I'm, like, retroactively (laughs) getting into, you know, Overdin's kind of like that. It's such an interesting, unique uh, puzzle game. So Yeah. And Overdin, I'd say kind of breaks the rules just a little bit right at the end if you want to 100 percent the the book there's like five or six just you know random kind of npc characters that never show up in anything that you just yeah. sort of have to move names around until until you get them um this doesn't have that it's it's nice. everything is right there for you just look and, and the answers answers yeah. are there you know um, that it's short like i have ptsd of like spending like yeah. two to three hours in broken age and i was supposed to figure out that you're supposed to like game, combine dude. wings with shoes to make floating shoes and put them on the bottom of a ladder to make the ladder fly and i was like when when yeah. was i ever gonna figure that yeah, out yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I did, yeah. I did do one of those like escape room in a box games one time mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I spent so long on this one puzzle and it turned out that like the answer is like you have to look at like the back of the box and oh, look at no. a number inside of like part of <laughs> They went Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah they... I was going to say Meryl's buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is this I don't actually know is this game on Game Pass? Or, it's uh, only it on point? Steam. That's as far right. As yeah, I know. Yeah at the moment um but yeah the price and it's like a couple uh, 500 megs or something download yeah. so <laughs> it's not going to take up any room on your on your computer um but it's uh i think it was 21 maybe 22 dollars australian so maybe yeah, like yeah. 18 16 dollars us or something but yeah nice yeah i think i actually have this one on on my wish list so i actually will probably play it so i regret my previous retro yeah that's all right that's all right. Oh well. Uh, next up to the pitcher's mound will be Mateo. Ooh. Okay. I shall give you a two-minute countdown. Three, two, one, pitch. So let's talk uh, cooperative gaming. Let's talk teamwork. Uh, the game that I'm pitching for y'all is it's it's played in a group. You need a group mm. of your three best buddies. You need four men to venture with you. Uh, this game is, it's all about making money. It's about making money and gathering resources. And everything kind of falls apart if you're not actually working as a team. And that's my favorite kind of game. I want something that, like, requires us all to kind of work together for a common goal. I, I, I love games of that type of nature. Um, it's got 
a little bit of something for everyone. There's some critical thinking stuff in there. Uh, there's some straight up shooting stuff. Uh, there is lots and lots of exploration. If you want to explore weird, funky areas, this this game has that in spades. There's no pay to win. It's there are all the resources you use, pure cosmetic. You can just make your 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 uh, your character look like just more and more of a badass is basically what you do as the game goes on, which is my favorite thing. Like uh, Sea of Thieves, they have you know just pure co cosmetic stuff, and that's my favorite thing is just not having pay to win. I want to earn cool stuff and I want to look cool, and I want to work with my buddies, I, but I don't want to have like an advantage just by just by uh, you know spending more money in a game or anything. If you want to talk uh, devs that really care about their community, this is the game for you as well. They, uh, they've been one of the greatest uh, dev teams for responding to customer to like people's complaints. They're super involved in their in their Discord channel on on Reddit. If someone brings up a complaint or a bug, they're on it. And here's the best thing about this game. And I know that this is I've watched some previous episodes, so I know this is a big thing. It's on Game Pass. <laughs> you basically have no reason to not try this game out and, you know, give it a couple of runs at least. Um, Got it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what game this is. I, <laughs> I, think, having... I'm... Uh, I think I might know what it is, but... I, I have an I idea. I have an idea. Of what yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally on board with this kind of thing. Um, I wish I made time to play multiplayer games more because it is so fun you know like the rare time when i get together with my brothers or something and just play like a few rounds of Fortnite or just like fall guys like it almost doesn't even matter what the game is you know you could turn i think it's something like gotham knights where it's like pretty whatever single player but you're just gonna have a good time multiplayer and hearing that the developer is responsive to feedback and there's no predatory microtransactions i mean like oh and the thing you said you get to explore weird and funky environments. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I know what this is, but and I've wanted to try it out because I know that actually on the Discord people have played it. Um, my question is, because of the time differences, uh, usually if I was to play with, with the lads over in the States, it's going to be daytime for me. And so if I'm looking after my daughter... What 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 do you think is that is it an okay game to to play around kids? Is it not too like overly violent or like what, what would you there say? There is a lot of there is definitely some blood in this game, but it's it's uh that it's like the uh, the nineties rule for like showing blood in video games. It's you know bright green a you know yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not it's not human blood. Yeah. No, that's it's cool. Tough, tough to say though whether like how. Yeah, yeah tough to say. Ones. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I've let my kids like run around on the horse in Elden Ring. Like, you know, I'm pretty loosey goosey. But yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I, I definitely want to try this out. It's always hard to. I've only got the Series S, so it's always hard to like. I've got to delete X game yeah. and then up download X game now. Like, I'm always at that point. Um, because people are like, oh, let's play Forza. It's like, okay. That's 80 gig right there, so I'll yeah. hold on to that for two two weeks, and then it's like, we're not playing Forza. It's like, okay, I finally delete that, yeah. I hate that, yeah. Right, Jonah. <laughs> All right. And you're still trying to figure out what the game is, but... I think, I think I know what it is, and I think I do own this game on my PlayStation, and it is on Game Pass, mm. so I think I already do have the game. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm always down for a good co-op game. I just got to make sure I've got, like, 
the guys to play with and usually that's not an issue with uh, the people on the discord it's pretty easy to find someone to play games with so yeah i'm in sounds like you got a winner winner chicken dinner here mateo let's see the game is deep rock galactic yeah oh that's not what i thought but i love that game too i thought you were bringing dark tide but uh man deep rock galactic is so fun I, I was trying to go vague. I, I never know how vague to go on these. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I've watched a lot you of different approaches. Me, I've watched <laughs> a lot of different approaches to this pitch yeah. game on y'all's, on y'all's episodes. <laughs> no, that that's was, great. Yeah, that's I highly recommend um, Deep Rock Galactic. It is super fun. I think they gave it away on like PS Plus while yeah. ago, so you might have it. Like they probably gave it away on like the Epic Store at one point. And uh, yeah, it's just got it's a vibe. You know, you got dwarves being surly getting blind drunk on space mm-hmm. alcohol and yeah the exploration and tunneling and the puzzle solving just and you know you have that dynamic sometimes you know you have the the smart friend and you got the dumb friend it's like give the dumb friend the minigun and just kill the enemies while the smart friends laying down the pipe you know 100 100 percent. i didn't I, even mention I, the I, best thing about the game the best thing about the game is there's a dedicated key you can press that just makes your character yell he just lifts his axe <laughs> up and yells the one-liners of that game are hilarious all the dwarf puns it's good stuff. i um yeah the biggest thing that i was impressed by is like the idea that you know you need to work together is because that is true about a lot of those co-op games but it's just you know a lot of the times you can like in a a daisy or a you know cod z- zombies and all that sort of stuff you can still just rogue it and like mm-hmm. and and be successful whereas like i like the idea that it's like no we need to work together otherwise we all fail like i yep. like that yeah yeah, yeah it, it's possible to muscle through submissions in deep rock but especially once you get to like the higher level stuff there's, there's just no way like you, you have to be a, a like a, a unit basically nice yeah. cool 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 well uh i believe that is the pitch so uh, no, wait, there's myself. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, you're forgetting yourself, dude. Premature pitch in. Uh, I don't know, would you like to count me down? All right, they have uh, nasal spray technology for that, so... <laughs> yeah, anymore. Three, two, one, pitch. All right, so this game is for the cat lovers out there. So if you're a dog person, I'm sorry. Might as well just give up. But uh, it's kind of like a cat management game. So for one... There's kind of two approaches depending on the kind of player you are. So you can you can completely customize your cats to suit your preferences um, if that's the kind of person you want to be. Or there's a vendor that brings in cats for you to adopt, and they all come pre-baked with like an appearance and like their personality and their name, and you can change all that if you want. So, you know, you've got these two approaches right away. You can completely have complete control over what your cats look and act like, or you can just have the fun of, like, getting the random cats in and, like, learning who these guys are. But, um... The... It, it's... There's, there's all these things you do with the cats, okay? So, for one, you send the cats either out into the wilderness to collect resources and to bring back to you, or you can send the cats out uh, in submarines to cities across the ocean uh, to get trade resources to bring back. So you, you get the trade resources and you could sell them for money. And then you get the resources for crafting from sending them out into the wilderness. And you use all these things to upgrade the cats. They have they, Each of the cats has experience levels. And uh, there's even like a training dojo where you make the cats fight each other to level up their experience level seconds. and unlock new abilities. <laughs> 
and it's all it's all feeding in. You get the money and you get the crafting resources to craft and buy materials to make the cats better at doing the things that they need to go to do for you. And um, there's almost like, if there's a limit on how many cats you can have, I haven't found it yet. So like you, you've got this veritable cat army to just live out your cat fantasy. And uh, it's just, it's great. I mean, if you, it's probably the best cat management simulator out there if you're a cat person. Time, so. that's a tough market. That's a really yeah. competitive yeah, space yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, thought wow. I knew where this was going when you first started pitching it, and I was like, I have no idea what this game is. Yeah, I, I um, shout out to to Cat Quest. That's like my favorite cat game. Yeah. Um, but I started thinking of Calico at first, which is sort of cat management sim, but um, in a like a cupcake shop. But yeah, that's uh completely out of left field. I'm very intrigued. Um. I'd, I'd love to know the price point before I... Uh, <laughs> you may be surprised to know this is not an indie game. Uh, this is a AAA <laughs> endeavor from a big publisher. What? So we're talking $60 here. Uh, How? It started out on the Nintendo Switch, came to PC. Now uh, it's very soon coming to Xbox and console uh, Game Pass. Uh, I mean, Xbox and PC Game Pass, and next year it's coming to PlayStation. So soon you can have it available everywhere, but it is expensive, but you get that high-quality cat graphics from the <laughs> So it's not like we're just talking about little dumb 2D sprites here, you know? Wow. This, this is the 3D moving around, three dimensions, I, camera I, control. I think I'm understanding what Caden's doing because he's, he's pulled a fast one on us in the past with um, uh, No More Heroes and doing the, the indie game inside yeah, of No yeah. More Heroes. <laughs> oh, all right, so all right, I'm yeah, guessing yeah, yeah. that's that's what this is. It's one of those mini games <laughs> inside of a bigger game. Um, but you know what? I, I'll i bite. I'll bite. We'll, we'll, let's see what this is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit strapped for cash at the moment, so I, I'll, I'll have pass. to wait because... It's definitely um, on on the docket for Game Pass when it does drop because um, yeah, I'm sure my wife and uh, daughter are looking for something cozy to play. Sixty dollars is a lot for me to drop on another cat sim. Like I just another cat sim. I just got way way too many. We just had stray. Just had so stray. I, I think I'm gonna have to like not. I'm, I'm gonna have to pass on this one, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, uh, you've all been tricked again. The game is Monster Hunter Rise. You fools! <laughs> Do they go in a submarine? Yeah, uh, the, there's in the Monster Hunter games, there's always a farm where you can generate resources you need for crafting. But in this one, the farm is you unlock submarines and you send them in the submarine down the river into the ocean. They go off to other cities and come back with crafting resources for you. But, uh, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, the crazy thing about it is technically you could treat it like a cat simulator because you could bring two of the cats with you um, onto hunts. And uh, some of the skills, especially when you get in the master rank of the game, are like really broken. And if you're fighting the monster, your cats can do up to like 20 to 40% of like the overall damage to kill nice. the monster in the hunt. So if you just wait long enough and don't fight the monster yourself, your cats will eventually just kill the monster. <laughs> so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I uh, hope you guys like hunting. And monsters. I gotta get, I gotta get deeper into Rise. I, I, I sadly just haven't played it, unlike. 
unlike world i just i played yeah. one yeah one, one one mission with you guys with with uh with hunter and and badly overlooked yeah. you know the the backwards progress in terms of graphical fidelity from world really like uh one of my buddies shout out jimmy good uh check out his youtube channel jimmy good uh he is a huge huge monster hunter world fan and he's one of the people that was brought into monster hunter because of monster hunter world i hadn't ever played it before and it's like one of his favorite games of all time just not interested in rest <laughs> so, yeah it is what it is I, I keep getting tempted to get into monster hunter because i've got a i've got one of them i forget which one i have honestly it's been a while <laughs> got, i've got i've got world I've got I've got world, but I can only handle about one single player game at a time. And I am yeah, super tied enough. up in Midnight Suns right now. And I well, think technically that... again, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, with world, you have to play uh, the start and get through the cutscenes and crap. But it is such a good multiplayer game for mucking around. And like, because it doesn't matter if you're good with your builds or not. Like if you have three or four people you've got enough people that it doesn't matter if you're just absolutely yeah, scrubbed. You'll kill you can the have a lot of fun, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think the next game may be the one that perhaps drags people like you and Mateo because I think it'll have the quality of life improvements that Rise has and perhaps even expand the open maps into like an open world. But if it then has, you know, better graphics even than world in the next generation, then it'll be the best of both worlds. So You know what? Mateo, we'll on the next one, I think you and I can finally get into Monster Hunter. <laughs> I, just I, I get... own Monster Hunter World 2, and I haven't touched it. I, I hope the next one we get to send the cats into space. Like, that's really oh, like yeah. the next yeah. logical step. We've gone underwater. Too. We've gone into the sky. The only place left is outer space. What would they call it? Just Monster, <laughs> Monster Hunter, Hunter Universe? Universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is here? Um, all right. Well, that was the pitch. Thanks so much, guys. Hopefully uh, our listeners uh, learned about a fun new game to check out. And uh, with that, we'll move into the game. All right, my fellows, it is now time for the game. Jonah's cracking up. I don't know if this means we have to start over. No, you're we're, good. You're we're good. running just, with it. Just run with it, my fellows. <laughs> my fellow. Hello, fellow kids. I'm Steve Buscemi in a backwards baseball cap. So uh, since now we're, we're missing... Restart. Now we're going to restart. No, leave it in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's keep going. In lieu of uh, Wes, our uh, resident game master, I shall be uh, taking up his mantle this week. We will be playing Video Game 20 Questions, where I will have a predetermined video game from uh, a random period of time in the past that's been released. And it is your job, gentlemen, to guess what the game is uh, by asking me 20 yes or no questions. Uh, the way we'll play this is we'll go... Uh, clockwise, so I guess we'll start with Jonah, then go Mateo, Steven, and then back around again. You'll each have 10 seconds to ask a yes or no question, and uh, after each seven questions, you'll have a minute to confer with each other to see if you think you have any leads, and then you'll have to guess the game after 20 questions. So, <laughs> pretty self-explanatory. Are you guys ready? You there, let's go. Yes. Let me get my little timer out here. All right, Jonah, three, two, one, go. Did this game release on the PS4, Xbox One generation of consoles? Yes. Ooh, Is nice. it an RPG? Yes. 
Ooh, okay. Uh, is it... Oh, tighten it up. Okay, is it uh, turn-based? No. Is it open world? Hmm. These are supposed to be yes or no questions, but this is one of those games with like almost like micro overworld zones. It's like really, really large areas, but the entire game is not an open world. So I guess gave it away. (laughs) Um, Is the protagonist male? Um, not always. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Steven. (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, is there any uh, town building in this game? Mm, there's light base building. I love that we don't yeah. have to ask. That, that was no seven. <laughs> okay, I, I'm more that lenient. Was seven. I've got that was six seven. Here. That was seven. Was it really seven? What? One, two, three. I'm pretty yeah. bad at maths. <laughs> I am the game master, Jonah. You have ten seconds. Um... <laughs> Your time is running out. Uh, does this game is it uh, like a 3D action game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me give you a countdown here. You have one minute to confer. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Uh, I'm, so obviously, I'm thinking it's JIRPG. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like near Automata or near Replicant. Uh, oh, it could be, but I oh, actually no, that was. Well, technically a Vita game, but the way that he said that, yes, there is mild, like, uh, building. sort of pace building, town building, oh. oh, or it could be a mini game, but yeah, like, I'm thinking East 8, because, like, yeah, oh, that, um, so like, East, I don't know about Tales, if that's the sort of one that those games have it at all, but that's also an action RPG, um, man, other action RPGs, though. I don't yeah, know so what we can Nier. ask to tighten this up a little yeah, bit, though. Don't forget the tools in your toolbox. Uh, well, you're going to be... You're gonna Nier be, range. You're going to yeah, be yeah, asking yeah. next. Developer. You's going to be asking next. Caden, Caden's Developer. so much nicer than Wes is at this game. It's my style. Uh, Time's up. Yeah. All right. All right, Mateo. Mateo. Give me one second here to reset your timer. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, go. Ooh, um, five seconds. Uh, is it futuristic? No. No. Oh, okay. Steve. Uh, does this feature a character named Adol? No, that's a really good <laughs> question, though. <laughs> okay, Go there we go. Um, do you play as the president in this game? No. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Um, is it said? Oh, PS4, damn. PS4, Xbox One. Um. Um. Man. Uh. One second. Is is it is it fantasy? <laughs> yes. Steven. Uh ask a stupid question that doesn't help us that much. Is it developed by Square Enix? No. Okay, interesting. Jonah. Atlas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it developed by Atlas? No. Doesn't, doesn't help us. Okay, last <laughs> question before the break. Ten seconds. 
Is it four damage? Uh, is is your is your protagonist main weapon a melee weapon? Uh, it depends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, give me one second here to count you down. Three, two, one, confirm. Uh, I have we, no idea. we haven't we haven't worked like we we are guessing it's Japanese, just because it's Caden. But we actually haven't asked if it's Japanese or Western. <laughs> I don't know other action RPG. Fallout Four. Oh, is it not futuristic? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, not, it down to fantasy, non-futuristic. Yeah. Um. I will give you a little clue. I think perhaps you may be led astray, astray by the phrase uh, third-person action RPG. Because technically it is. But I think that makes you think of a certain thing. So just broaden your mind. <laughs> Ten seconds. I, that 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 hurts even more. Thank you. I think that made it that worse. Do you think it, that's uh, so much worse? Uh, it, oh, okay. That gravity game. What's that gravity yeah. game? GTA. Oh, GTA and stuff. Gravity Rush. All gravity right. Rush. So I forgot who asked the last question. Was it Matea? Yeah. Yes. All right, Steven. You have ten seconds. Uh, I'm gonna ask this again. Stupid question, but we gotta we gotta get in the zone. Is it a Japanese developed game? Nope. There we go. Okay. Jonah, two seconds. Um, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, Five seconds. Three seconds. Fantasy. Is there uh, is there shooting in this game? Um, no. No. Mateo. Actually. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say. Technically, they're shooting in this game. Technically. <laughs> it's a These vague question. and sometimes are killing Cause, me. Because you can shoot shoot with a uh, crossbow? Yeah, something like that. Since <laughs> <laughs> uh, The Witcher 3. <laughs> Alright, 10 seconds for two. Oh, man. Uh, this is whole a whole grab bag of stuff that I'm not sure. Um, we asked if it was Western, or we asked if it was uh, Japanese. Is it Western? <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> it could have been like Chinese or Korean or something. <laughs> I did. I'm, my mind is dead right what, now. What too. number question are we at? Um, you have three questions left. Okay. Um, all right. Man, then chill, bro. I can't really think of much else. I'm going to have to go with Do you play as someone named Geralt? No, <laughs> unless no. you name your character Carol. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonah, two seconds. <laughs> I'm so confused after that. Um, is your horse named Roach? <laughs> no. no. Mateo, last. No, that's Why the last did you question. Do that? That's Why the last did you question. Do that? All is, right, your in, is your character in love with a character named Yennefer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so we got Asking a minute. The wrong questions. Yeah, okay, so let me give you a countdown <laughs> oh, here. You'll have one minute right. to come up with an answer. Three, two, one, go. Uh, action RPG, third person. Are we. Oh, you know what? What if it is. What if it's Divinity? Or is that oh! more turn based? Is there. There's, is there base it, building it, in Divinity? It, it, well, no, I, I can't even remember exactly what he said. He said. So there Slight. is light, light base building. Light 
base building. And it's definitely a game where you're building. Which your is own definitely character. yes or no, is it? <laughs> um, damn it. I will say Divinity is specifically a genre. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a CRPG, they call that. Yeah. Well, I just we mean the gameplay. AR- we asked ARPG. I just mean the gameplay. Oh, you just. What? I, I can't say I'm too confused. much. You have 10 seconds. I think it is. <laughs> anyway, well, um, you know what? Let's just go with Divinity. Seconds, Let's just go three, with Divinity. It's, two, it's, one it's wrong. Time. Tony Hawk Underground. No. <laughs> 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 uh, um, yeah. Uh, Mateo, you go ahead and ask the final yeah, no question. Conferring. Somebody else do, do, we, we, do we all get a guess? We all get one guess. One guess. We get one guess. There's a game that we're not thinking of, and it's probably super popular. Not Can we get a, get a rating on out of 10 how popular this game is? Just As, as just in like Metacritic? No. no uh, as in like, popular. give me like a... A boiler plot, bo- yeah. Is, I mean, it's it probably like in the neighborhood of like an eight or something. Like, it's a well-known game that has okay. a large fan base. I don't know why I told you that. Oh my god! Is, is this Hades? It's, it's gonna be like Assassin's Creed. Why didn't I, I'm taking Hades Creed? as your final answer? I'm sorry, no, it is not Hades, <laughs> and it's not is Assassin's it? Creed, and it's not. Ah! <laughs> uh, the game in question. Is a uh, Dragon Age Inquisition? Oh, I never uh, so sorry. <laughs> Look at all you fake yeah, fans. That is the definition <laughs> the of sounding. I can't be a fake fan if I never was one to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason I chose this game is because it's I feel like there's a pretty large possibility that during the game awards we may get an update or a trailer for the sequel. I am um, very lukewarm because I was very lukewarm about Inquisition. Hey, that's a that's uh, a that's a good game. I played it like three or four years ago, which was quite a long time after its release, and I thought it held out pretty well. But I, I am it was very boring. Oh, no, did you, yeah. so, <laughs> did you name like your the... character Geralt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I like I like the 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 big. Bull oh yeah. Oh. But yeah, the giant people with horns are so Iron hot. Bull or something is crazy. Or yeah, you can romance yeah. that stud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we've done it. Uh, Wes, I hope I did you proud. I know I was quite more lenient than you are as a game master, but it didn't, it didn't help. even matter. It didn't help. <laughs> it didn't uh, matter at all. And with that, we've come to the end of the podcast. Congratulations, everyone. Uh, it's time for final words. As our guest, Mateo, uh, please. You could use your final word to plug anything that you'd like to plug and just talk about anything that's on your mind. Awesome. Uh, man, uh, we always want new viewers, obviously. We're, we're a YouTube channel. We're here because we want people to come and view. Check out the one yes, podcast. Sir. Check out some of our buddies. Uh, the a Spooky Tales is a fantastic podcast. They do way better research than Ooh. we do on any of our episodes. If you like spooky things, you like Latinx culture, check them out. They're fantastic. Uh, really also, cool. also get on Twitter and bug Crystal to get back to recording your show because I yeah. miss her show so damn much. <laughs> Shout out Crystal Spooky Tales. I've just started getting into a weird hole. I guess that's gonna be my my final thought of uh, like spooky encrypted podcasts. So yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Um, Jonah, final thoughts. Um, Secret Santa is on underway and i'm very mm-hmm. excited to see who gets what see this year picks. um yeah i just 
happy holidays. Um, uh, our next episode is going to be our goatee episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. And you know what? Happy holidays and happy new year, everyone. Aw, good vibes. Stephen, yeah. final thoughts. Um, I, I, I was going to bring, I was going to, yeah, I was looking up a song or something to pitch, but um, no, I'll, I'll say that my Spotify wrapped was, uh, was usurped by my daughter, um, listening to primarily Patrick Stump, who does all of the uh, Spidey and his amazing friends uh, <laughs> songs, which is pretty hilarious. Um, but my top five songs were all from the Moana soundtrack. And as much as that's really funny and embarrassing, it's it's a banger soundtrack. So if you <laughs> haven't actually listened to the Moana soundtrack, it is actually so good. So, Hell yeah. Good all right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess my final thought was also just go listen to cool spooky podcasts. I think the one I'm listening to is called the... It's the name of the Town Watchers Society. What is that? Something Night Watchers Watch? Society. No, it's just called something. Something Watcher Society, but there's this Community. artist called. No, it's Blank <laughs> Watcher Society is the name of the podcast. What are you understanding about this? Are you actually saying blank is the first word? No, it's fill in the blank. All right. Anyway, go like, Mayfield. Like dude, dude, where's my car? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay, so please go listen to Mayfield Watcher Society. There's this really dope horror artist and uh, he produces the podcast and he allows other creatives and writers to write short stories inspired by his horror art which are like digitally created low resolution like photographs of like fake cryptids I guess That's cryptids awesome. are fake but yeah super cool so yeah um, and thanks so much uh, Mateo for taking the time to come onto the podcast you've been an awesome guest and it was super fun so happy to be on i've been watching for you know for a while you know steve and i cherry shared thoughts about you know each other's episodes so glad to be on man i'll be on anytime you want all Thank right you. well as always to our listeners happy gaming bye bye As always, a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N seven one nine or on Bandcamp at Miss Riven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time. Hot take. Most of those side-scrolling beat 'em up arcade games aren't good. <laughs> they just they're, they're, aren't good. Because they're fun to, to play. West here. With he just he just they told me uh, Shredder's I, I Revenge love... is his game, one of his games of the year. So yeah, really? well, West yeah. is wrong. I, it, 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 I think I just played enough games that it's out of my top ten. Because I first mm -hmm. like when I hadn't played ten games, obviously it was in my top ten. I think it's fine. It's not Dragon's Crown good. Like <laughs> if you're gonna make a side scroll in this day and age no you're laughing because of the boobs to the anime women at least you're at laughing because of the boobs no dragon's crane is a fucking no, awesome game. i know it's a really like, good game i just it, every time every time you bring up that super game deep. i feel like my experience has been <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, like, real deep. <laughs> only people that like grew up with side scrolling beat-em-ups love them yeah. and play the new ones i don't really know anyone from like my yeah. generation or younger that really plays them yeah but. 
I think, I, Castle, I, I think Castle Crashers crosses generations a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh. I've never played that one. That, that's that's an interesting one because aren't you on a single plane in Castle Crashers? Like, there's no like. No, you can go. You can go. It's got dad scrolling. But that's that's um, the only one I can think of that kind of crosses generations though. Because you're right. Because yeah. like no one likes Golden Axe unless you grew up playing no. Golden Axe. And it's, that it's game a is bad garbage. Game. It's yeah, it's a bad game. I love because I had um we weren't um, computer people, but my dad did a job. He's a builder. He did a job for a computer guy. So we got our first computer from this guy, and he had a Mame uh, emulator on there. Nice. So we had so many freaking arcade games and like the Capcom ones and like Konami ones especially were really good side scrollers. Um uh Knights of the Round and uh it's a D&D one, uh King of the Dragons. Both of them had RPG elements in side scrollers. So like your character got bigger and freaking leveled up and so like they got more armor and and shit like that and like that's interesting to me whereas like going from left to right and just beating up people in like double dragon but nothing changes about your character just doesn't interest me. Even yeah. with X-Men, like the X-Men arcade's okay, but it's still mm -hmm. like all you can do is three moves and that's that's it for the entire game sort of thing, you know. Fair. 